Welcome to episode seven of Turn Shit Into Gold. I am your host, Kristen, and today what I am getting that you all need to hear about is co-creation with the universe, which is also just another way of saying manifesting because there is a lot of content out in the world about manifesting, but a lot of it is really incomplete and I'm not going to promise that this episode is going to be entirely complete about exactly what you need to do to manifest or exactly how manifestation works, but I can promise you that it will include a lot more information than most of the resources that you've probably seen online about it because there are multiple factors that you need to be aware of so that you understand what's going on and you can minimize frustration. And one of the first things to be aware of is that you are manifesting all the time and that all manifestation really is, is it is the physical manifestation of what is going on with you energetically and kind of what's going on within you internally. So if you don't like what is physically happening in your reality, the best thing to do is actually look within and figure out what is going on within you that is causing you to be in alignment energetically with whatever is happening. So if it's, I mean, I feel like most of the time when I'm seeing things on the internet, people are either trying to manifest money or a romantic partner. Those are the two main things that people are out here trying to get. And what you need to do is look within and see what is going on within you internally. What are you feeling worthy of? What are you feeling like is possible? But then another thing to be aware of is that your soul has signed up for different lessons and that there is a divine plan for you. This is a good time for me to remind you that I'm saying all of these things like they are the truth, but they are just my truth and they don't have to be your truth. This is just a perspective for you to try on. And if you don't like the way it fits, you can take it off again. So I will just continue saying this as if it is fact, but again, you don't have to decide that it's true for you. So I have always felt like there is a plan for my life. I'm someone who grew up believing in God and has believed in God and used the word God for my whole life. But if you are someone who has been hurt by the church or had bad experiences or even just seen things online from people that make you feel cringy with the word God, then there are other options for you like source energy, the universe, creator, I will probably use both God and the universe in this episode, might say source energy, who knows, (laughs) just know that those are all the same thing. They're all referring back to the same thing. So my whole life, I did feel like God has some sort of plan for my life and I do trust that it is good. Good doesn't necessarily always mean easy peasy or super breezy, (laughs) but it does mean good. And I've also realized as I've gone through life that a lot of times the things that are more challenging end up feeling more rewarding. That doesn't mean that things have to be super hard all the time by any means, but when I get through something hard, it feels good. And that's the same as, I mean, if you go for a hike, 
when you get to the top of the mountain, the view is great and you feel really good and you feel really good because you did the climb. Could you drive to the top of the mountain and enjoy the view? Yes. But something about it is a little bit sweeter when you actually had to put in the work to get there. So keep that in mind also as you're trying to manifest that you may enjoy the manifestation more if you did have to do even just a little bit of what we would consider to be work to receive it. And oftentimes this is coming in the form of learning certain soul lessons or even just, I mean, this is technically a soul lesson, but just having something happen that then shifts your perspective or having something happen that causes you to have to get creative and do something a little bit different. And one example of that for me is when I quit my nine to five job and on my last day at my nine to five job, my Instagram account got disabled. And at the time I was getting probably 80% or more of my paying clients through Instagram. So all of a sudden, I didn't have access to the platform that was bringing people to me the most and where people were really becoming aware of me, building trust with me, and deciding to work with me. It was gone. And it got taken away on what felt like the absolute worst day possible because it was the last day that I was getting paid to do anything else. And I had to then depend fully on myself and my business to make money. And the main way it had been coming in was just taken away. And I had built relationships with people that I didn't have everybody's Instagram handle memorized. There were about 2,500 people who were following me at the time. So trying to remember that many Instagram handles to try to find people again was just not realistic. And I had to just surrender to the fact that this was part of the divine plan and realize that this is happening for a reason that truly is in my highest good. I simply have to decide that that's how I want to see it and then find those reasons and figure out what the lessons here are. And one of the big lessons was that I was giving away my power to Instagram and I was thinking that Instagram was the reason that I was successful or that it was easiest to be successful with Instagram, different beliefs like that. So that got taken away from me and I took that opportunity to shift my perspective and to decide that I could be successful with or without Instagram. And I ended up getting more clients than usual from Facebook as well as in person. And that month I ended up still having my best month that I've had yet. And then the next month was like over double that. I think it was close to triple. Maybe it was triple what that was. And it was just this beautiful thing that happened that showed me that I am more powerful than these platforms that I was giving my power to. And it forced me to get out of my comfort zone and uh, post things on Facebook <laughs> that I didn't normally want to post on Facebook. Facebook just felt more awkward to me because it's all these people who've known me for so long and 
knew me as a very different version of me. I mean, the person that I am now is drastically different from the person that I was two years ago. If you knew me two years ago and we haven't had any long in-person or phone conversations since then, you don't really know me. I am very different than I was then. So it feels so weird to just be posting these things and being this different person in front of these people who might read it and think, that's not who she is. I know her and she's not like that. But the truth is they know a past version of me. They don't know the version of me that I am right now. And uh, the thing is, I'm not supposed to be proving myself to anybody. I don't need to do that. I don't need to prove to everybody I'm Facebook friends with or everybody I've ever met in my life that I'm different now. That's not my job. My job is to share what I've learned that has helped with me and then allow the people who resonate with what I'm saying to come to me for help with whichever aspects of that they need help with. I don't need to convince anybody of anything. So I had to get a little bit more comfortable with putting stuff on Facebook and knowing that there are going to be people who see it and either just in their head maybe talk a little shit about me or maybe they message somebody else who also knows me. But also, that's one, none of my business. Two, it doesn't really make me feel bad about myself when I think about it. It's kind of sad on their part. The fact that I am doing better now (laughs) mentally and emotionally and spiritually than I've ever been doing before And I'm sharing that with the world and there are people who want to then say negative things about that. That says a lot more about those people than it does about me. So I'm not going to worry about those people. And I'm going to continue to just share what I feel called to share, where I feel called to share it, and trust that the people who need to see it will see it when they're supposed to see it. And everything's going to work out according to the beautiful divine plan for my life. So I got comfortable doing that. And then I also got more comfortable talking more about what I do in person because it had not been that long when I moved here to Dallas, Texas, since I started tapping into this stuff. I moved here exactly six months after I started to tap into my intuitive and psychic abilities. So I was having to kind of show up here as an entirely new person in a way. And I didn't have a ton of practice being more authentic as myself. I had a lot more practice hiding who I was and trying to shrink who I was to make other people more comfortable. So I had to challenge myself to just talk about who I really am and what I do. And it was very well received by people. And I ended up having a lot of people who I met in person decide to book reads with me. And some of them were very unexpected people, not people who I would have thought would have done that, but they did. And same with some of the people from Facebook who ended up booking reads with me. It has been a very fun experience to just see who resonates with my content and who is willing to explore this stuff because spirituality is something that has been made to seem very weird. I'm sure you're familiar with the term woo. Everyone's like, oh, that's so woo woo. 
and they think this stuff is weird and you are just kind of deemed a little bit cuckoo <laughs> if you explore this stuff. So it was really cool to see who was willing to explore that. And then obviously once I was in a session with people, I could ask them more about what made them interested in doing it, how much they've explored this stuff before. And it was really fun to get to talk to people in this different capacity who I had met in such various different ways. Because there were people from all over. I mean, somebody who I worked with at a coffee shop in college booked a read with me, someone who was in my professional co-ed business fraternity in college. Yes, that is a thing, a co-ed professional business fraternity. So technically, she is my fraternity brother, which my mom always wanted us all to be sisters. She wanted us to call the guys sisters too, but that's not how they did it, of course. But I had my fraternity brother book with me. I've had the best friend of one of my other fraternity brothers book a read with me. I've had multiple neighbors in my apartment complex here in Dallas book reads with me. I've had complete strangers from the internet book with me, and then they've told their friends and their friends have booked with me. I've had people who I was in a class with end up booking reads with me. Um, friends from middle school even have seen what I'm posting and booked reads with me. I had a comedian whose show that I went to book a read with me because I followed her on Instagram and she followed me back and ended up booking a read. There's a girl I met on vacation one time who we started following each other on Instagram. She booked a read with me. It's just been really cool to see how all these people from all these different places will book reads with me. And sometimes I'm not sure which is coolest to me when it's a complete stranger from the internet, which definitely always feels cool and exciting and fun. Or when it's somebody who knew me in such a different capacity and they're willing to see me differently and see who I am now and trust me in this way. But it's all really fun and it's nothing that I could have fully known ahead of time. And that's part of this co-creation process is you don't know how it's all going to come together. And you might get to know certain pieces, especially if you are booking an intuitive read with someone. It doesn't have to be me. There are plenty of people who do this. If you book a session with someone else, you might get a little information. If you tap into your intuitive abilities and do reads for yourself, you might get little bits of information. But from my experience, you are never going to get the full picture. And it's better that way. It's more fun. It's more fun when there are some surprises along the way. But you have to just trust always that things are happening in your highest good and look for the ways that they are. Because whatever you believe to be true will be true. So if you believe it's always happening in your highest good, then that is the truth. And you can find those reasons and those ways. And I'm constantly being pushed to grow and to expand myself and to do things that are uncomfortable. And it always ends up working out. Not necessarily how I thought it was going to, but it does. And a lot of times that working out is just me releasing some other layer of something that I believed or a fear that I held and releasing those things feels so good. I feel like I get 
more and more free, like every day, for sure every week and every month. But I feel more free on a very regular basis because I just let go of more and more of this idea that it matters what anybody else thinks of me or even what happens here on earth because who you really are is your soul and your soul is eternal. Your soul will live on forever. This person who other people know you as, so in my case, Kristen, she's temporary. Kristen's temporary and she might do something really big here on earth that ends up in history books and is taught in school and so people might still be talking about her after the physical body dies, but that's still not truly overall me and who I actually am. This is like just a character that I'm playing this time. And when you can view it that way and detach a little bit in a healthy way from your identity and your ego, it makes it so much easier. You don't take things as personally as you're moving through the world. If somebody doesn't like you, you realize they just don't like your avatar. And if they don't like your avatar, a lot of times it's because there's something about you that's triggering them because of something about themselves. It's not even about you. We like to make things about ourselves a lot of the times, but it's not actually about you. And I will probably be doing an episode next week a little bit more about this because I had a TikTok get significantly more views than normal, like 11,000 people saw it and had a lot of comments and about half of them probably were positive and about half of them were negative. And it was because of people getting triggered and it was a lot of people sharing their own limiting beliefs. So that will probably be an episode next week where I dive more into that. But I'm able to recognize that all of these comments are just other people projecting their stuff onto me. It doesn't actually have anything to do with me or what's going on with me. It could be that I have a little bit of some of that in me, so that's why I need to see their beliefs to remind me to check in with mine and shift some of mine, but it doesn't mean anything about my character. A lot of times people will think that other people's comments about them have something to do with their character and they let that hold themselves back and they're afraid to share stuff online because they're afraid of hate that they might receive. But that is just other people being miserable, wanting to make you miserable too. And you don't need to let them. And there will be plenty more people who are loving what you're saying and who are more happy and joyful and spreading love in the world. And I want to be one of those people who's happy and joyful and spreading love in the world. So that's what I do. I show up on a daily basis on the internet and in my real life. And I try to spread love and joy. I am always smiling at people and saying hi. So many of my friends have thought that I knew people before because we're walking down the street and I smile and say hi. And they ask, who is that? And I say, I don't know. We made eye contact, so I smiled and said hi. And people think I'm weird for that a lot of the time. But I think that a smile is free, and you never know what kind of rough day somebody else is having, and just you making eye contact with them and smiling at them could make a huge difference in their day. Energy is contagious, so 
choose the energy that you're sharing wisely. I choose to share this positive energy as much as I can. Does that mean that I'm always completely positive? No, I also get crabby sometimes, but I do my best to minimize spreading that. So this has a lot to do with the co-creation because what you are putting out into the world is going to then be reflected back to you. So a lot of people are out, and I just keep thinking of TikTok because (laughs) I love TikTok. I absolutely love TikTok. But there's a lot of positive stuff on TikTok, and then there's a lot of negative stuff on TikTok, and I would even say toxic stuff on TikTok. I just sent one to my boyfriend last night and was like, this is what I'm up against out here because it was a very entertaining TikTok, but it was spreading more limiting beliefs and kind of a scarcity lack mindset to people. And there's a lot of that out there because most of us, probably all of us, have experienced lack in some way. And when we see content like that, it's relatable. We can relate to it. We connect with it. And especially when it's packaged in a way that's humorous, then we are very entertained by it. A lot of people comment on it. A lot of people share it with their friends. And then that's what gets blown up. But unfortunately, it's magnifying that energy of scarcity and lack. And I want to help people magnify the energy of abundance and of having what they desire and having enough and maybe even having more than enough. But the more people are out here spreading the lack mentality and the idea that things are hard, and this particular one was about dating and was kind of insinuating that if you're of a certain age, then any of the good people will already have a kid and then there will be some other issue or you can have an option where there's a friend with benefits and the the you know what is good but then other stuff is bad and just kind of saying that you can't have a healthy relationship and be satisfied physically in the relationship and that there would have to be some sort of baggage there. But that's just a limited belief. That's a very limited way of viewing things. And unfortunately, people resonate with this because they've been in somewhat of a lack mindset with things. There are so many pieces of content out there talking about how hard it is in the dating world, how terrible men are. This did happen to be a woman posting stuff directed towards women dating men. And there's so much of that out there that people really identify with it. And it creates a reality where that's what they're attracting then when they go out into the world. Because whatever you believe, remember, has to be reflected to you. So if you believe that there are no good men left, then you're going to go out and go on these dates with people who are not good or you're going to meet a guy who is good and you're going to be thinking that there's some red flag that you're not seeing and you're waiting for everything to fall apart. And because you're waiting for everything to fall apart, something will happen to make it fall apart. So you have to be very careful with what you are allowing yourself to believe because the more you hold on to a belief, the more you will have proof of that in your reality. But you can also shift your beliefs. You can decide that there are some good men out there. And maybe for some people, it's easier to shift and think that there is 
one out there and you might be able to find him. And that might be a little shift that you make. Then maybe you'll decide, okay, there are probably a few out there. You can take your time shifting it if that's what feels like works for you. But there's also the ability to shift it much faster than that and to decide that there are definitely good people out there and that you are someone who's worthy of being with one of those good people. Then you can go out into the dating world and you can meet good people. And it might still take you a few dates to find the right one, but it also might happen a lot faster than you expect it to. It happened a lot faster than I expected it to this time. I ended up meeting my boyfriend on my third Hinge date. So that did not take long at all. I was resisting downloading Hinge again. I was intuitively getting that I needed to do it, but I was resisting it because I have had some not horrible experiences with it, but some not so great experiences with it. I don't love dating apps. I like to talk to people in person. I don't love the dating apps. So I was resisting it at first, but then when I was co-teaching an intuition course, there was an odd number of students. So one of the girls was practicing a read on me and I had her read the outcome of me downloading Hinge. And it was like a little chaotic at first, but then it was like so much bliss. So I was like, okay, fine. I will download it. And I got on it talked to some guys, went on a date with one guy that was just like, eh, he was nice, but I'm not interested. Went on another one with a guy that annoyed me. (laughs) And then I went on a date with Tyler and I was like, oh my gosh, I really like this guy. What is happening? Because I just didn't expect it to be so fast, but it can be if you let it. And he has exceeded my expectations with his loveliness And our relationship just continues to get better and stronger. But this is also after me doing about eight months of healing work on myself. This is part of the co-creation process. You figure out what you want. You set that intention. And then you follow inspired action. So the what you want and the why you want it is your job. And the how and the when, that part is God's job, the universe's job, whatever you want to say. But when I say that the how is God's job, I do not mean that you get clear on what you want and why you want it, and then you sit on your couch and you wait for it to come to you. Because the how is going to be God sending you information and ideas and trying to lead you down the path you have to take that action. That's the inspired action part that people will talk about. You have to take the inspired action. So I was getting these thoughts of, I need to go on Hinge. But at first, I was resisting it because of past experiences on Hinge. And I just felt like, ugh, I don't really want to do this again right now. But that was the guidance. That was what I needed to do. That was the direction that I was being sent in. So I took the action and it led me down the right path to find a partner and to be with someone who was going to treat me the way that I wanted to be treated. So you have to be open to the guidance and open to taking the steps. Same type of thing has happened for me in business. I did not love that my Instagram got disabled. That is not 
what I would have picked for the how of me having my biggest month yet. That felt like it made things more difficult and I would not have wanted things to be more difficult. Truthfully, it just expanded me and it made me better at doing what I do. It opened me up to multiple other possibilities and I didn't realize at the time, but it was preparing me for now because this is about six months later and there's a different aspect of my business that I'm being guided to explore now and expand on. And I have to talk to people in person in order to make this part happen. I can't just post on Instagram or post on TikTok or post on Facebook and have this part happen. I am not saying exactly what it is because this is not the time to share it. However, it's not something that I could just post about on social media and wait for it to happen. I have to take a different type of inspired action now. And if that hadn't happened to me six months ago, this would be the very first time I'm having to talk to people in person. And it would have felt so much more intimidating. So that thing that felt like it was terrible that happened to me at the time was just preparing me for something six months down the road where I was going to need to do that in order to make this other thing happen. So I want you to understand that when you're co-creating with the universe, things may happen that you feel like are derailing you or making things harder. Or sometimes, honestly, it can even feel like a punishment because I will say that I a little bit felt like I was being punished when my Instagram got disabled at first. I knew that wasn't what it actually was, but that was how I felt. And your feelings are valid. You're allowed to feel that way. I let myself have a little pity party. And then I shifted to figuring out what I could be grateful for about this, how this was actually going to help me, how it was actually going to make me better. And especially now that it's six months down and this stuff is happening that's happening right now, I realize, okay, this was totally preparing me for this moment. And if that hadn't happened then, I wouldn't be prepared for this. And this is a thing that I want. And it's something that I've actually known that I was supposed to step into for like a year and three months. It was a download that I got in December of 2020. And I knew at that time that it wasn't the time for me to step into it, but I knew it was something that was on my path. I think I thought it was going to be probably more like two or three years out at the time. There was one way that I could see it happening faster, but also just realistically, I thought it would take more time. And all of a sudden now it's like, this is the time it's go time. But I was also resisting this at first because this next step that I'm being called into is a lot bigger or it feels a lot bigger and it feels more intimidating than what I had been doing before. And I know there's going to be a lot of growth work that has to happen for me internally in order to fully move forward in this direction and be successful with it. I also know that I am totally prepared for it in a way. I have all the tools that I need in order to be successful doing it. And I know that I do have all the skills needed for it. It's just fully wrapping my human brain around it happening and it happening now and it happening to me because there is still a part of me that 
has this whole identity of a small town girl from Red Wing, Minnesota, and some of the little who am I to do this? Who am I that these people would hire me to do this type of thoughts? There are still layers of my identity that need to be shed, and there are still new layers of my identity that need to be solidified more. I need to still fully shift the whole way that I see myself because I saw myself in one way for 31 years. And that's a long time to see yourself in a certain way. So you can't fully shift that overnight. I mean, maybe you can. I'm sure there are ways. But it also makes sense if it takes time. And a lot of it has been shifted over the last year and few months as I've been tapping into my intuition and learning how to do different types of energy healing, starting with the Reiki class that I took in January of 2021 and learning some other energy healing techniques with my mentor. But I've learned a lot. I have practiced a lot and helped a lot of people with their healing, and I'm ready for this next thing. But part of co-creating with the universe is stepping into things that you're ready for that you don't fully feel ready for. Because if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm ready and I'm so not ready at the same time. And I think a lot of times it's that way. People will talk about deciding to have kids And how it's like there's never a good time or you're never fully ready. And sometimes even no matter how ready you feel, you take that journey and become a parent. And then there are so many things that you weren't expecting. You don't really know what you're doing, but you figure it out along the way. And you were always good enough and you were always capable. It's just that there's learning that will happen on the way. And there could be hiccups on the way. There could be things that happen that don't go so great but you'll learn and you'll be okay. And it's just trusting that. It's trusting that you know enough and that you know how to figure things out along the way because you do. You can always figure it out along the way. You can always start something that you don't fully know how to do and get better along the way. That's what happened with me starting my website, which I have a designer working on a new one that I'm so excited about. But my first website for my healing business, I made on Squarespace and I did not know what I was doing. Even though I worked at a youth sports technology company where I was helping people with their websites, it was a different platform. So I was unfamiliar with the Squarespace platform. And in some ways, it was almost more challenging for me. Maybe not more challenging, but more frustrating because I kind of had it in my head of this is how it works on the sports engine platform. Why doesn't it work that way here? Or I wish it worked that way here. So there was a little bit of a learning curve and there were certain aspects of it that took me a lot longer to figure out. And I struggled with that (laughs) website for the first year or almost year. I stopped using it uh, like two or three months ago now because I was being intuitively guided to stop using it. That was a big thing that I had to trust. That was very scary to just release a website and trust in just my energy and whatever online presence I have aside from an actual website. That was another thing that I would not have chosen as part of my how of getting things done and making things happen. I 
felt a lot more comfortable having a website, but this is part of the plan for me. So I'm rolling with it. And there is a ton of growth that happens here with me having to trust in myself and trust that I can still get clients without having a website, which by the way, I have gotten and I can and I'm capable of, but it just feels scary. It's expanding you. Anytime I have to expand, there is an element of it feeling kind of scary, but I just trust and it works out. So when I was working with my old website, I was having to constantly figure it out. And there were definitely moments that were frustrating. There were definitely moments that were stressful, but I figured it out. And that's another example of things feeling better after I actually had to struggle. Like I remember there was one day specifically that I decided I wanted a little change of scenery and I went to uh, one of the nearby Starbucks locations here and I worked on my website for probably close to three hours and I figured something out on it that I could not for the life of me figure out before that and it felt so good and I went through my whole website then and made this little adjustment It was something related to the colors on the site. So I could not figure out how to change the color on a couple things. And I would try to look everywhere and I couldn't figure it out. And this day, I figured it out and I was so excited. And I went through the whole site and I got everything changed and I felt so good about it. And I would not have felt that good about things if I had just immediately, the day I started working on my website, known how it worked and done it. The challenges make us stronger. They make us feel more successful sometimes. There are things that I think I would like to get in and try to reprogram within myself of kind of almost maybe relying on that feeling of struggling to then feel successful because I'm sure there's an aspect of that that can be reprogrammed for me so that I can feel successful with more ease. But if you're in a season where you're having to struggle through things, I want you to know that that's okay and it can feel even better at times when you do struggle to get to where you're trying to go. Allow yourself to struggle through figuring out some sort of software system so that things can then be better for you and easier for you. Allow yourself to struggle through figuring out how to talk about what you offer to people. Because sometimes it's still a struggle for me to figure out how do I explain this to people? How do I get them to understand? That's why I'm in a marketing and messaging class right now. Because I realized, okay, I know the value of what I do. I know how much this stuff has totally changed my life. And I know how much it has helped all of the clients that I've worked with so far. I also know that I could have some more clients. And especially when I have things like courses, there could be more people who are signing up for the courses. But I'm aware that the biggest disconnect is that I don't know how to translate this stuff to English. (laughs) And people who have had reads with me probably understand what I'm saying here because almost every time I do a read for somebody at some point, I will say to them, okay, I know exactly what they're saying here. I'm just trying to figure out how to put it into words. Or sometimes I'll say I'm trying to figure out how to words this because it's energy. And if you are someone who does intuitive reads, you'll probably know exactly what I'm saying where it's like, ah, yes, 
I know what this is and you can feel the energy and you can understand it, but then trying to figure out the words to explain it is difficult because a lot of times I just feel like we don't have the right words in our language. And maybe this is just an English thing. Maybe there are some languages that would do better with it, but we have such a limited number of words to try to describe certain feelings or even certain, a lot of times to me, it feels like ideas where I'll realize, okay, they're showing me this thing that I've done. They're showing me this thing that a client's done. I understand that it's this combination of these things, but I know that there's some aspect of it that maybe this person knows in their head that I don't have the words for right now. So I'm just going to (laughs) say the information that I'm getting. I'm going to say they're showing me this. This is why I think they're showing me this. They're showing me this. This is why I think they're showing me this and just trust that you'll get the information that you need. And sometimes it comes up later. I've had this for myself too, where someone does a read for me and I'm like, okay, got it. I think. And then maybe a week or two later, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what that was about. This is why they said this. That's why I needed to know that. So I just trust that people are always going to get what they need out of it, which they are. And that I am good enough at translating the information that I'm getting that they'll have the things that they need to move forward. And it does always happen. But the words part sometimes is just such a challenge. Sometimes I feel like there are not the right words for the certain feelings because it's this, but it's this with that thing. It feels bigger. That's the best way I could describe it that most of the time it feels like it's bigger than the words that I have available to me. And I hope some of you are listening to this just nodding, maybe even laughing, thinking, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Some of you might be like, what is she saying? And that's okay. That just means that it's not your time to know. And one day you'll probably be minding your own business, doing something and something will happen. And then you'll think about this podcast episode and you'll realize that's what she was talking about. I get it now. And maybe that'll never happen for you. And that's okay too. It's all happening how it's supposed to happen. So co-creating with the universe, get clear on what you want, but here's the kicker. Most of the time, what you think you want is not quite what you actually want because what we think we want a lot of the time is something more physical, like a romantic partner or money. But we really want the way that we think we're going to feel when we have that thing. So if you right now are single and you're feeling lonely and you're feeling like you want a romantic partner, what you actually want is to feel loved and supported and seen and understood probably. And you're thinking, if I meet someone, then I'll feel that way. But... If we were in a room together right now, I would say, raise your hand if you've ever been with a person or in a room full of people and felt completely alone. And I bet probably every hand would go up. I have felt more alone when I'm with people than I have felt by myself most times. So having the physical thing come is not going to fix what's going on with you internally. You need to shift the way that you're feeling internally. 
But this is what I think is really cool and magical about co-creating with the universe is you set the intention of what you want and things that you need will be sent to you. So if you are deciding you want a partner because you want to feel loved, you want to feel supported, you want to feel seen, you want to feel heard, you want to feel understood, and you're declaring that you want to feel those ways, then you will be guided to resources and probably also to people who can help you feel that way. But it might not be in the way that you were thinking. For example, it might not be that then the next day or the next week, you meet someone who becomes your romantic partner and they just instantly make you feel this way. It might be that all of a sudden somebody shows up on your For You page on TikTok who's talking about how they made themselves feel loved and supported while they were single and then they ended up with a partner and they felt all those ways that you want to be feeling in that relationship because they figured out how to feel that way on their own. Or it might be that all of a sudden somebody recommends a book to you or all of a sudden you hear a podcast episode talking about something that helps you shift your perspective. A lot of times it's going to come in not the way that you thought it was because the how is not your job. And the how is is often just a funny surprise. So figure out how you want to feel and then figure out how to feel that way already. Because a big part of manifesting is feeling like you already have the thing that you want. So with the romantic partner, it's not even necessarily the romantic partner that you want. It's the feelings that you think you're going to get from having that romantic partner. So find the ways to give that to yourself, which for me, when I was single, I was realizing, okay, I definitely want to feel loved. I want to feel supported and seen and heard and understood. So I had to start creating the space for me to start to actually see myself and hear myself and understand myself. And there were definitely aspects of myself that I was not seeing, that I was not listening to, that even if I did see it or hear it, I didn't understand it. So I started to find a deeper understanding for myself. And a lot of that came in the form for me, honestly, of having healing sessions of different sorts with people. There are a few different people that I went to over the last year and few months for different types of healing or also getting a human design read, getting an astrology read. I was really trying to figure myself out and get to know myself and build intimacy with myself because I don't want a relationship that is surface level that doesn't feel good to me. I crave very deep intimacy. So in order to have that with another person, you have to have that with yourself. Because if you're afraid to even see yourself, you're going to be too afraid to allow somebody else to see you. So I started to build that intimacy with myself. I started to figure out how I could make myself feel supported. And some of that included me starting to have somebody come clean my apartment for me every two weeks because that made me feel really supported. That made me feel like I wasn't alone anymore. 
I a lot of times was feeling exhausted and I felt like, oh, I have to do everything by myself. I'm the person who makes all the money and pays all the bills. I'm the person who has to do all the laundry. I'm the person who does the grocery shopping. I'm the person who does the cooking. I'm the person who does the cleaning because I was a single person and I was living alone. So every single thing that needed to happen to keep my world spinning was all on me. And I was feeling that way and I was feeling alone and I was feeling like I had this burden and such a weight on my shoulders of having to do everything. And that's not how I want to feel. So I had to consciously shift that. And part of that for me was then outsourcing things. It was deciding to have someone come clean my house. Also, a few months ago, I started doing Blue Apron, which I had done in the past. And that makes me feel supported because now someone else is doing some of my grocery shopping for me and they are sending me the food right to my door. And sometimes I order DoorDash because then someone else is cooking for me. I don't have to cook every meal for myself. I started to let myself feel supported in ways like that. I started to make myself feel loved also by doing things like writing myself love letters, which I know sounds so cheesy to a lot of people, but it makes such a difference. And I would just acknowledge myself, express gratitude to myself for things that I was doing around my home, for exploring my passions, putting myself out there, telling myself just how proud I am for everything that I'm doing and recognizing myself for how silly I am, how creative I can be, different things like that. So that was an aspect of how I started to make myself feel loved. I also did other healing work like writing letters to all of my exes about anything that I was upset about from the relationship that I wish would have gone differently. I also found gratitude for all of them, for the things that I did learn and take away from the relationship and whatever good times we had. And then I chose to safely burn them. You can rip them up and throw them away if this is something you decide to do. But that was also a huge step for me in just releasing any other mental or emotional or energetic baggage that I had from past relationships. And this is something that you may end up doing more than once. I've written some of these people more than one letter, and that's okay. You'll know if you need to write another one or if it would be helpful to write another one. So those are all things that I did to prepare myself for then being an energy match and being in alignment to have a partner. I had to make myself feel so loved and supported because that's what I really wanted. I didn't necessarily want another person. I just wanted to feel loved and to feel supported. So I found ways to give that to myself, and then that made me a match to be with someone else who also makes me feel that way. Now, one way that I make sure our relationship stays good is to make sure that I'm still doing these things to make myself feel that way. Because if I just now outsource that to my boyfriend and make him responsible for me feeling loved and supported and happy, then that's going to be a drain on him. And it's going to end up making our relationship deteriorate. So even though I do now receive love letters from him sometimes or sweet texts, I also still do that stuff for myself. 
even though he does do things for me around the house and takes out the garbage for me and recycling for me when he sees that they're full, I still also take them out for myself. I don't expect him to do that every single time. And I don't wait until he's coming over for him to do it. There have been plenty of times where I took out my recycling or garbage right before he was coming over because I saw that it was full and it needed to be done. So I just did it for myself, but I also allow him to do it for me sometimes when he sees that it's there. So it's allowing yourself to receive from another person while also still giving yourself those things that you desire, because that's what's going to have the result of healthy relationships with other people. So this also is a thing with financial abundance, money. If you're in a situation right now where you feel like you're broke and you feel like you don't have any money, in order to get out of that situation and be in a reality where you have more than enough money, you have to start feeling like you have more than enough money. And I know that that is hard. Trust me, I do. Because I have been in situations where I really did not have much money. I was not making much money and uh, I had all these bills and it was tricky. But I also found a way to shift it and I've been able to like almost double my income in the past before from just starting to get myself to feel like I have more than enough money, to feel like I am really worthy of making more money and feel like I'm capable of doing whatever job would correlate with me making that amount of money. And you have to just get it to this super solid place where you feel so worthy of it. I was just giving this example to one of my coaching clients last week. We were talking about her doing some job hunting and there's an aspect an area that she would like to get into that she doesn't have a ton of experience in. So I told her she just needs to figure out why she's still the best person for people to hire in that role, which by the way, she totally would be because she has certain what would what we would consider more tangible experience that employers would look for. But she's also somebody who's a very quick learner and she's highly intuitive And with the gifts that she has intuitively, she could by far make up for whatever anybody else would have in those more tangible skills, whether it's years of working in that area already or more education. She can use her intuitive abilities to bypass a lot of that stuff. So she's just as qualified as any other person, but she has to see it that way in order to get hired. So I was telling her about actually how I got my job at Sports Engine, the youth sports technology company that I worked at, because I was coming from actually working for the state of Minnesota in recruitment, and I had done outside sales for Fastenal for six months after college. I worked in their HR department for a year part-time when I was in college, decided to try outside sales. I got the job in my hometown to be close to my grandpa because he was 93 and I wanted to be able to spend time with him while I still could. And then he ended up actually passing away the day before I started my job. So that did not quite work out how I wanted it to. And immediately I was like, okay, I don't want to be here. None of my friends were in Red Wing. They were either finishing up school or they were 
up in the cities or other places, they they were not in Red Wing. So it was like, oh, shoot, the one reason I wanted to be here doesn't exist anymore. And at first, I wanted to try to stick it out for a year, you know, so it looked good on the resume. But then things were just not how I wanted them to be. So I ended up getting a job in Minneapolis at a staffing agency, and I was there for about a year. And that was another situation where, so this is something that's funny for me to now look back on knowing what I know now, because this is a classic example of if you don't shift what's going on internally, you'll just keep manifesting the same situation externally, physically. So with the job at Fastenal, they kind of sold me on something that wasn't a reality. They did a really good job of selling me that it would be a good opportunity at that store and, you know, made some promises that then weren't quite accurate. And that was a big part of why I then wanted to leave and get out of that situation because I was making like $40,000 a year working from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. And some of the days I would have to stay later than that to fix the inventory at the store. Some of the days I would have to come in earlier to unload the truck because my manager wanted me to get promoted to manager when he was getting promoted to the next level of manager. He thought I would be good for that role. So he wanted me to do that. And I just felt like, what is happening? Like, this is not, you are not paying me enough to work these hours. This is not cool with me. So I got out of there went to the staffing agency and it was a smaller staffing agency that had been acquired by a larger one. And they had been acquired about a year and a half before I started there. And they assured me nothing has changed. Nothing will change. We're still going to operate this way. And I was like, okay, awesome. Everybody who worked there loved it. And I started working there two months later everything started changing and slowly people started quitting and it was just not the best environment. And I ended up leaving with no job lined up because of the situation I was in. It was like there, there was just no way I was going to have the time to job hunt and get myself a new job while still working there. It was very stressful. So those two jobs, that six months and that year, were my only real sales experience, a year and a half of sales experience. Neither of those jobs had anything to do with software. And Sports Engine is a company that sold software, software as a service, SaaS, if you're familiar with that term. So I had zero SaaS experience. I also found out that they had never hired anyone to their account management team from outside of the company until like a couple weeks before, a few weeks before when I ended up starting. So they hired one guy from outside the company right before they hired me. Otherwise, everyone had been like an internal either promotion or kind of lateral move. And everybody had experience with software sales. So I saw this job as an account manager What actually happened was I saw an article about their office space on LinkedIn and there was exposed brick and so much natural light. And I was like, ooh, this is pretty. And then I clicked the article and it was a youth sports technology company. And I thought it sounded so cool. I grew up playing sports. I love playing sports. I love watching sports. And I thought this is the coolest 
freaking thing that I've ever heard. I had no idea that this existed. And right away, I was like, I have to work here. I have to work here. I just know I have to work here. And I do think that me working there was part of the divine plan for my life because there was a lot of growth that happened for me there. And I think that was a place that I was supposed to be. So I do think that contributed to me ending up there. But also, I was manifesting the shit out of this job. Like, I remember I would literally write my first and last name, account manager, sports engine on paper, like, this is mine. I am getting this. And I wanted it so bad, but I truly believed that I wanted it more than anybody else wanted it and that they would be fools to not hire me because I am also a quick learner. And when I am passionate about something, watch out world. (laughs) I feel like no one can stop me. So I was like, I'm getting this freaking job. And I got an interview. Honestly, like don't even really know how I got an interview because didn't quite have the experience. I think I was able to put down a guy I went to college with as a referral. So that might be why I got the interview, but I barely knew him. So I was very grateful for that. And he gave me lots of tips, which I was so appreciative of. Obviously he was getting a referral bonus if I got hired. So I think that's why he was so willing to help me, but either way, super grateful. Thanks, Kyle. Um, so I got the interview and then did well enough in that interview that they invited me back for a second interview and they wanted me to come with my plan for what I was going to do the first day on the job. So they gave me a little assignment for the second interview and I was like, okay, I have to nail this. Like I have to be more creative than anybody else's. I have to show them that even though I don't have the experience, I'm the right choice. And this is another example. You're setting your intention. I had my whys of why I wanted to work there, which was that it was like combining my favorite parts of all my previous jobs, wanting to help people. The whole mission of the company was to help parents be able to focus on the athletes instead of focusing on admin duties. That resonated with me. And I was like, this is really where I want to be. And I want to help these people and do this thing. So because I had that intention and I was so clear on that, then, like I've said, the how I'm going to get it is not my responsibility. But I do need to be open to the inspired action ideas coming in. And one of the things that just dropped in for me was to look at their Twitter. And this was in 2015, if you're wondering, timeline-wise, especially with me being like, look at their Twitter. So... I looked at their Twitter and they were tweeting out as people launched their websites on the Sports Engine platform. They were tweeting out a little welcome to the Sports Engine platform with these sports organizations' websites. So I clicked the most recent one that had been tweeted and that website didn't look that great, honestly. So then I found the second one and I just decided, okay, if this was my new account, this is the first account I got. I, what would I do? I would scan through the whole website and I would see what are they using? Because as an account manager, my job is to help them be successful on the platform and of course, upsell them. (laughs) So I looked through the whole website and figured out, I can definitely tell they're using SiteBuilder, which is a website building tool. It looks like they're using this tool and this tool. I can't tell if they're using this one. I can't tell if they're using this one. It doesn't look like they're using this one. So I would ask them, you know, what are you doing? 
I remember I said, what are you doing for volunteer management? Because there was a tool called Dibs for volunteer management. And I also had this whole plan of which sports I would reach out to first based on seasonality, which ones I would reach out to second, third, and fourth. And I also had done some math. I love basic math, not all math. Don't talk to me about calculus. That's not math. But I love just crunching numbers. Why? I have no idea. I just think it's fun. So I had done an estimated if this is how many accounts I got, which I had asked them how many accounts would I have. So I used that number. I did some math on how many people I could reach out to in a day and how many I thought I would actually talk to and figured out it would take me X number of days to get in contact with all my accounts, something like that, and telling them these are the ones I would go to first, as I said. So I had that whole plan. And then I had the very specific, if this is my account, this is how I'm approaching them talk. And I blew these guys away. And especially one of them... (laughs) Ken was, I don't know what his title was at the time. Things have changed so much, but he was like VP of customer success around when I left or he left, he left the company right before me, I think. But, um, he was something like director of customer success. Probably at the time he was my boss's boss. So he loved dibs, the volunteer management tool. And he felt like people needed to sell it more and people weren't selling it. So me specifically calling that out, just he loved that. And he's like, you know, we got to hire this girl. So they were down to like a top five. And I was the only person in the top five who didn't have any experience selling software. And I also was the person out of those five who had the least general sales experience. So arguably, I was the least qualified of the top five candidates and I got the job because I knew I could do it. And I knew that I was the best person that they could pick because I knew that to my core and because I set these intentions and because I was open to guidance and like open to receiving information on how I could absolutely nail this interview, I got the idea to go on Twitter, which I doubt anybody else did who was interviewing for that job. So that's how it it works when you look at it a little bit more tangibly. It's allowing yourself to be open to these ideas and the guidance so that you can get the thing that you want and you can make it happen. But you also have to sometimes do the things that feel really scary. I was terrified for those interviews. That second interview, oh my gosh, when they told me walking away, come in with your plan for what you're going to do the first day, I was like, oh my gosh, this is very intimidating, a little bit overwhelming. I don't really know, but I also knew I can figure this out. And I did, and I got the job, and I ended up working at that company for almost six years. That's where I was working when I left a little over six months ago. So you can do these things. You can do hard things. You can get jobs you're not probably qualified for. And you can get clients who you think are maybe just out of your reach. You can have them. If you desire them and you're desiring them from a soul place, then it's already yours. You just have to be open to receiving the information, to take the inspired action, and you have to take the inspired action even when it's something scary. 
and just trust that it will work out. And, you know, there was also probably an alternate path for me where I didn't get that job at Sports Engine, but maybe I still learned something from the interview process. I still expanded myself. I still put myself out there and it prepared me for the next thing. Those options are also available. And one quote that I really love is rejection is divine protection. So if you get rejected from something, it's just protecting you from it because that wasn't supposed to be for you. And it could be that it's not supposed to be for you because it was actually a toxic environment or a bad place of some sort. Or it could be that there's just something that's actually even more aligned for you. And another thing that I forgot to mention at the beginning of this little sports engine story is that I was not at all looking for a new job at the time that I got the sports engine job. I was working at the state of Minnesota. I loved my manager. Her name is Liz and she's amazing. I really loved her and I was good at what I did. It was a little bit too easy for me where I felt bored some of the time, but I also was comfortable there. (laughs) And after my crazy experience at the staffing agency, I just kind of wanted to be comfortable for a little bit. And I was in the process of getting promoted there. They have like a whole process that they have to go through. So we were going through that process for me to get promoted. I was planning on staying. And then I happened to see this LinkedIn article, which the only reason I was on LinkedIn is because I was recruiting. So I had to go on LinkedIn to try to recruit people, connect with people, find people. So I happened to see it. And like I said, I was drawn in by the office space. This was not me looking for a job. I wasn't even looking. It just landed in front of my face. And I felt something. I felt excited, which if you are familiar with human design at all, I am a manifesting generator. And I am the type of person who is supposed to follow my excitement and follow my passion. And I saw it and I got so excited and I was like, this is supposed to be mine. I just know it. I can feel it. And then I followed the guidance to get it. So that is what it looks like to co-create with the universe. Just be available to different things dropping in for you and available for that guidance. And a lot of times for me, I feel like it's things that I don't even realize are happening as they're happening. It's once I get through it that I then look back and I see how divinely orchestrated the entire thing was. And that is so clear to me with my Instagram account getting disabled now, looking back, especially as I mentioned that I feel like it was preparing me for what I'm stepping into next, what I'm starting to work on now. I needed that to happen to me six months ago to prepare me for this. It's very easy for us to fall into victim mode. And I could have very easily done that in September when my Instagram got disabled. I could have felt like a victim. I could have felt like, oh, poor me. This bad thing just happened to me. I could have also decided that that was a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing this work. I mean, there are so many options available to you that are lower vibrational, I will just say, and not the most helpful. But there are also so many options available to you that are expansive. And that will help you create something even better than what you currently have. 
So luckily, I've gotten really good at finding the expansive route and deciding that this is helping me. This is preparing me for the next step. This is giving me the opportunity to get better at something else. Everything is an opportunity for growth and expansion and for aligning with something even better than what you currently have. And when I say something better than what you currently have, it doesn't always have to mean getting rid of something that you currently have. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you may be in a relationship or even with a friendship. Maybe right now you don't feel very satisfied with your friendships. Maybe you feel like your friends don't fully understand you or they don't fully support you, something like that, and you want to have better friendships. There can be changes that you make internally that cause your existing friendships to improve and get better. That might be part of your path and the plan for your life, but there's also a chance that you need to release one or more of those friends. And when I say release one or more of those friends, I do not mean send a breakup text to your friends. I mean, take a look at all your friendships, ask yourself, how do I feel in this friendship? How does this person make me feel? How does this person respond when I tell them a win that I have? Do they celebrate me? Are they happy for me? Or do they get jealous? Do they shut down? What happens there? How do these people react or respond when I'm going through a tough time? Do they brush me off? Do they hold space for me? What's going on there? And then get clear on if you feel like this person could, if they're not showing up for you in the way that you want as a friend, do I feel like this person could shift if I have a conversation with them? If you feel like you want to have a conversation with them and ask for a different type of support, have that conversation. And if you have that conversation and they just get mad at you, then you realize, okay, this is probably not someone who's able to provide the type of friendship that I want. And again, you don't need to send them a breakup text. All you have to do is stop reaching out to them. And if they reach out to you to hang out, ask yourself, do I really want to spend time with this person right now? Or would I like to create some space in my life for someone else to come in who can hold space for me in the way that I'm desiring? And maybe you decline some hangouts. Maybe you go hang out with them again and just see how it goes, see how it feels, and that can help you determine what the next step will be. Maybe if they are texting you, you give just a little bit less energy than you would normally give. Because I know for myself, I had a lot of friendships where I felt like I was giving a lot energetically. They were coming to me for things. I was holding lots of space for them. I was giving them lots of advice, trying to build them up, but they weren't doing those things for themselves. So it was really just an energy drain for me because anytime they felt bad, they were coming to me for my energy to lift them up. But then the same thing wasn't happening in exchange. I wasn't getting that same thing from them. So I had to realize, okay, this is not a place for me to be investing my energy because I'm not loving the exchange that's happening here. So I would just pull back and also very intentionally give myself the energy that I was desiring from others. So kind of same thing that I did with manifesting my relationship with my boyfriend now. I did that for myself with just friendship-wise. 
you know, what do I want to get out of friendships? How can I give that to myself? And I released a lot of friendships and now I have lots of new friendships that are so much more equal in the energy exchange of things. And where I can have tougher conversations sometimes and say, you know, hey, this is not how I want to be supported. I just want to feel seen and heard. And I feel like you're just trying to fix this, whatever it is. I think I talked about one of those conversations a couple weeks ago with a friend and she and I will have those and talk about how we've both been guilty (laughs) of being that friend where we're just trying to give advice and fix people. And that's not always what people want. A lot of times people just want to feel heard. They just want someone to hold space for them. So I'm able to have those conversations now if anything like that happens and then receive the support and friendship that I'm desiring. So you can do those things and trust that the people will come in. I will say there was a period of time of a few months where I just sort of felt like I had no friends (laughs) or maybe had like one, you know, but especially I didn't have friends physically where I was. And that's actually kind of a problem that I had since graduating from college because I graduated from college and those friends were kind of scattered everywhere. And it was not the same. Man, transitioning from college to the real world can be rough because you go from living with some of your best friends and seeing them and hanging out with them every day and having five closets to choose clothes from to all of a sudden feeling like there's one person that you can actually hang out with in person and everybody else is far away or at least too far away to just say, hey, do you want to go to Target right now? And it was an adjustment. And I really desired to have friends who I could go hang out with in person and do things with in person. And then there was the period of time where I just felt like I barely had anyone that I could even text and talk to. But I allowed myself to go through that transition and to have the period of time where there weren't people who I could lean on. And that also helped me grow by paying more attention to my internal world once again and shifting things that needed to shift within me to help make me a match for even better friendships. And here's how I like to look at this because again, remember, everything is just choosing the perspectives that you want to have and whatever you fully believe to be true will be true. So when it was taking a little time, I told myself that what was happening was that I had leveled up. So some of the friends that I had were no longer in alignment with me. So those had to be released. And there was more leveling up that I was going to do in the next couple of months. So it would make more sense for me to spend a few months kind of having no friends than for me to align with new people who were at the vibration that I was at at that time. And then two or three months later, have to release those friends because I had continued on whatever journey that I was on and I was at this new vibration. And now I needed to align with new people again. It makes a lot more sense to just have a few months where I'm kind of in hermit mode. If you're into tarot, you know, the hermit mode, going within, looking within, focusing on shifting your internal stuff, 
not so focused on the external. So I allowed myself to be in that hermit mode and just continue to work on healing things and raising my vibration, really just figuring out who I was fully and starting to build my business. I let myself just be focused on that. And then some of those friendships started to come in for me. So if you feel like you are in a season where you either have already released friends or you know that you need to, but you haven't yet. And part of that is because you don't want to go through the period where you don't really have friends or you feel like you don't have friends. I would say that personally, I felt like it was worth it. And it'll go by faster than you think. Once you get through it, you'll look back and be like, oh, I barely even Remember, there are like a couple moments that I remember of things feeling hard, but otherwise, I feel like it was pretty quick. And now I'm so grateful that I did what I did because now I have friendships that are so much more in alignment. And that's the goal. The goal is to just continue to figure out who you are and what you desire and allow yourself to shift and change because we're not supposed to be stagnant beings. Allow yourself to grow and change and allow yourself to keep aligning with new things and people and experiences as a result. Being super attached to anything is what really ends up creating a lot of suffering for you as a human. So be open to releasing things be open to the in-between times and just trust that it is helping you to co-create with the universe a beautiful, magical life that is honestly going to be better than what you could have imagined. But you can still go ahead and just imagine what you want, think through what you want, get clear on what you want, and still be open to experiencing the surprises and the things that the universe thinks you'll enjoy. That is what I have for you today. Like I said, there will still be aspects that are missing, but I think this is just a more full picture of how this works. You got a couple examples. Feel free to DM me if you have questions. I'm on Instagram at it's Kristen Hope, I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-O-P-E. And if you would like to work with me, I do intuitive reads and healing sessions. I also have a monthly membership that's now available. So with that membership, you'll get more tools and teachings to help you align with the things that you desire in life. And there are two live calls a month, which I'm super excited about because I want to help people build community and find other people who are on a similar journey. Because like I said, some people think this spiritual stuff is so woo-woo and it can be a little challenging to find people who you can talk to about it. So I want you to be able to find people and I'm creating a community to help you do that. And the membership is $27 a month. So it's extremely affordable. That is the cheapest way that you can get access to me on a Zoom call and be able to talk to me. So if that's something you desire, I would love to see you in the membership and help you through your healing journey and just exploring energy work and your spirituality. And then I also have my coaching wait list for one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
and group coaching. And you can find all of these things in the Linktree link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I would also appreciate it if you would rate and review this podcast if you found it helpful. Share it with a friend. Share it on your social media. If you do share it on your social media, tag me so that I can see it. And thank you for that. And just keep following the divine plan for your life. See where it takes you. And feel free to also DM me any magical wonderful, strange, even things that happen to you as you are on this journey. I love you.